Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. We are going to continue our series entitled, Be Transformed. Be Transformed. And this is part six of that series. And we are emphasizing evangelism. That's what we're doing during this season. And you might say, well, what does that have to do with transformation? Um, But uh, when you think about we have to be transformed in a renewing of our mind in every area of our lives. And we have to know that uh, we need to think like Jesus in every area, and that means that our thoughts need to be like his thoughts on reaching out to the lost. And so that's what we're going to emphasize today and answer maybe some questions uh, that I have uh, and, and that I've been asking, and we'll see just how we're going to go from here. I, I, I tell you, I'm excited about the, the message because it has already touched me, and, and I, I hope it, it does you. The title of the message is, Why Do I Need to Be Saved? Why, why, why do I need to be saved? And from what? <laughs> really, from what? And you may say, well, uh, that is not a smart question because you should know. Well, there are pl- plenty of people who don't know the answer to that, those questions. Uh, they, they really don't think they need salvation. You know? uh, and some people think they have been saved and, and they are not. And some people question their salvation. You have all sorts of things going on in people's mind because we have an enemy. And the enemy is going to try to confuse us. The enemy is going to try to keep people from giving their lives to Jesus Christ. So the base scripture, our foundation scripture, is found in Romans 12, 2. And if you will look there, uh, it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. I mean transformed by the renewing of your mind. And it's a, a, a great foundation scripture. In, in, in the Amplified, uh, let me just, it's not going to be on the screen, but let me just tell you that when the Amplified, when it says be transformed, it's, it's, it's taking that Greek word for transform, and they're saying, of course, it means like our English word metamorphosis, and which really refers to a change. It's a change that takes place inside that it shows outside. It's going to show outside sooner or later. It's going to show outside, that transformation, because, because we're changed. But we're going to talk about that in, 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 in the message. And we're going to go through a few scriptures and elaborate on some. Research, I was, you know, thinking about what um, Virgil said in, in, in his message. He said, 
Of course, um, nine, I think it was 98% of the people who are Christians don't share their faith. And so I was, I was doing some research myself, and I, I said, you know, it's encouraging. It's encouraging the, the statistics that I, I saw from various places and even though the statistics were terrible for Christians, but the thing is that it's exciting, really, and encouraging because there are so many people that are not really born again. So many people. And see, we think, of, we think that there's not many people, you know, like in Lynchburg and, and, and places, and, and you hear people talk and things like that. Um, just about everybody saved, you know. Uh, and so, but the statistically, they said almost half the Christians say they don't have strong faith. They're not strong in, in, in their Christianity. And, and a lot of them are, are have stepped away from even practicing their belief. And I said, well, boy, and it said also that, that it's a lot of people who have friends who are Christians who don't share their faith with them. And so uh, they, were, they, they would talk about uh, their faith and, and, and answer questions, but their friends don't ever talk about it. Who are Christians now? And so they don't know how to get their questions answered, so they just keep going the way they're going. Now, so that's good news. That's encouraging because if you have two out of five people who say, I want to know something about uh, this Christianity, but nobody will talk to me about it. That means it's encouraging because there are plenty of people out there Plenty of people out there who are just waiting on you. That's what they're waiting on. They're waiting on you. They might be in your workplace. They might be uh, at uh, a tender at, a, at one of the gas uh, places. They might be in, in one of the grocery stores. They might be somewhere anywhere because they're everywhere. They're everywhere. I'm telling you, they're everywhere. And, 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 and what we have to do is say, God, Help me to be strong enough in you to trust you to open my mouth and you'll feel it, Lord. Also, give me some things that I need to practice saying or some wisdom on, on what, how to answer some questions so that I will be able to uh, represent you well. So I said, well, that's what I want to talk about uh, today. And one of the things say that, now, if people are wondering, some people, why they need to be saved, then we can answer that question for them. Let's turn to Revelation chapter uh, 20. Let's go there. Uh, it'll be on your screen there for those who don't have their electronic devices or your hard copy of the Bible. Uh, but in Revelation 20... Starting in verse 10, it says, 
And the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophets are also, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Now, that is interesting because we're talking about the spirit who's trying to deceive the whole world, is trying to take us with him. And he doesn't have authority to keep himself out of the pit because he's going to be thrown in the pit. So he's going to try to get us to believe that he is stronger than God, that he has more wisdom than God, that he is more powerful than God. And he's not. He's not. He's going to be just like it says. He's going to be in the, in, in, in the, in the pit. He's going to be in there with the beast, fire and brimstone forever and ever. That's where Satan is going to be. And then it says, in verse 11, we go down a little bit, it says, Then I saw a great white throne, and him was set upon it, from whose presence earth and heaven fled away, and no place was found for them. And I saw the dead, the great and the small, standing uh, before the, the throne, and books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged from the things which were written in the books, according to their deeds. And the sea gave up the dead, which were in it, and death and Hades, they gave up the dead, which were uh, in them, and they were judged, every one of them, according to their deeds. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. Death and Hades, so there wouldn't be any more death because it's in the fire. It said this is the second death, the lake of fire. And if anyone's name, now anyone now, anyone's name was not found written in the books, of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. Now I said, wow. Wow. Anyone whose name is not found in the book. So, so, you know, when you think about why should, if a person asks you, why should I be saved? Yeah. And from what? Well, that's the answer. You'd be saved from fire and brimstone. You'd be saved from forever and ever and ever burning. And see, some people think that, well, if I'm going to burn, that's okay because it's not going to last long because this little body will burn up real quick and I'm, I'm gone. No, 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 no. no. We're going to receive a, 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 a different body, see, because we're going to receive, as Christians, an eternal body, uh, but they're going to receive a body that will be able to withstand forever and ever and ever, but they're going to feel it. And I said, my, my, my. My, my, my. No, no, no. No one should be doing that. No one should be going there. No one. That is 
a reason why we should be very interested in all these people that statistically they say, because they ask people, they, they ask them, and, and they go around surveying a thing, you know, Bond and all the people, they, 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 they do these surveys. And if people say that uh, they, their faith is, is not strong, now almost 50% of Christians, their faith is not strong, they, they're not practicing their faith, they uh, want to know about Jesus, but nobody will tell them about Jesus. We should be eager to do this, and it always starts with prayer, so we can ask God, so, so God, give me a mouth to speak. Give me a, a you know, a, get rid of fear. Fear people, you know, because I think most people don't want to hear. But that's Satan telling me, hey, they don't want to hear that, yeah. And then sometimes even our relatives, you know, they sometimes they don't want to hear it because, and they'll tell you, uh, uh, "Mom, Dad, I don't hear that." You know, you're preaching to the choir. You know, I, 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 I can sing that song. You know, so hey, I'm okay. There are a lot of people thinking they're okay. You see, and so God is saying, "I want you to reach out to them. I want you to talk about it to them." And, and see, there are many ways you can lead somebody to, to the Lord. Uh, you can, you know, do a lot of different things. But you've got to ask God, what, is, what, what does he know that fits you? You know, because everybody is not the same. And some people are very outgoing and they're very spoken, outspoken. So that's okay for them, but somebody else might not be. So God knows how to get you to do what he's asked you to do because he loves you. He loves you. And let's go to Romans chapter 3. Let's go there uh, because it, we want to see some things here. We're going to start in verse 9. And it says in Romans 3, now it says, what then? Are we better than they? Not at all. For we have already char- uh, charged that both the Greeks and the uh, uh, Jews and the Greeks are all under sin. Wow. Now, so that means that's, that's, that's God's chosen people. That's Jews. You didn't have Jews and Gentiles, Jews and Greeks. So everybody, everybody, is under sin. I want, I want, want us to see that before we get into the, the body of the text. I help us that everybody is under sin. Everybody. It says, there is none righteous. Not even one. There is none who understand. There is none who seeks for God. All have turned aside. All, it said, together they have become useless. There is none who does good. There is not even one. Now, 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 now this is New Testament. It's not Old Testament, but it, but it's quoted from the Old Testament. But it's in the New Testament, so we know that that he's telling us here that it's a truth. It's a truth. So as we look at that, 
and say, everybody's under sin. Well, see, people don't think that. I didn't think that. There are many people that you encounter every day who think that they are not sinners. Because they haven't done anything bad. You know, real bad. They don't, I mean, they, you know, they, they don't, they don't like the prisoners. They don't like the people done bad. I'm telling you, see, uh, I was that way, and, 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 and unless you're very different, uh, that, that you're the only person in the world that was, that was born saved. Well, see, that's not true. Nobody's born saved. So all of us were that way. There's none that was not that way. You see, so what we want to do is say, okay, God, okay, what do we need to do now uh, to, to learn some things here so we can go out and so we can help people? Because that's what we want to do, help people, okay? That's what we want to help our relatives, want to help our Neighbors, we want to help our loved ones, we want to help people, and people don't know. And, and, and if they knew, they would change. Now, we're going to go to uh, Romans 5. Let's go there. And we'll go to verse 12. Let's start there. Therefore, just as through one man sin, as singular, entered into the world, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sin. Now, let's stop there. Now, so, see, what, what, what God is trying to uh, show us today and what he, he was showing me that, that I, I got excited about is that, okay, I need a, a presentation of the gospel. There are many presentations. There are many presentations of the gospel. But I need one. I wanted one that, that, that will definitely show a person if you think you are not a sinner, you are mistaken. And this is why all of us were sinners. And unless you give your life to Jesus Christ, you're going to be in fire and brimstone. You see? See, they need to know for sure because they don't think so. They don't think they, 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 they don't think that. They in sin. They think they're pretty good. You see? But it says here, just as through one man, now one man's sin entered into the world. One man. And death through sin. And so death spread to all men because all sin. So now, you think now, I said, woo hoo hoo. That is interesting here. That, that's interesting. Let's go over to Genesis a little bit. Let's go there. For, and we're going to come, hold your place right there because we're coming around. That's our, 
That's where we're going to stay at in, 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 in Romans. That's, that's, that's where we're going to be, right in Romans 5. But I want to uh, reference it a little bit now. So let's go to uh, Genesis 2.16. And, and in Genesis, Genesis 2.16, now it says, The Lord God commanded the man, saying, from any tree of the garden you may freely eat, but from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat from it you shall surely die. Okay? Now this is what he said to him, to the man. And the man told his wife, he told her, and so she understood also uh, that that's what God said. Now, this is a, I emphasize, commanded. God commanded the man. So it was, it was not, it was not vague. He didn't have the law written down on tablets and hanging around his neck. He had the words of God himself telling him, look, this is what you can do. This is what you cannot do. Now, if you do what I asked you not to do, you will surely die. That's what it said. Okay, all right. Now, so when it says that sin and then death, you know he's talking about Adam. So let's go to one other scripture here before we go back to Romans. In 2 Corinthians Chapter 5, verse 17, uh, the last time I was uh, teaching on, on the, this, this right here, we went over this scripture, and you probably already know it. Uh, let's look at it. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, 18. Um, Therefore, if anybody... Be in Christ. He is a what? New creature. He's a new creature. He's new. You see? Now, old things pass away. Behold, all things are new. And it says that also, and these things are from God, who reconciled the world to himself. And plus he did what? Gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Okay, that, that's, that's what it's saying. So now, so we have two things here. We have one thing that sin entered the world because of one man. But then it says over here in Second Corinthians, it tells us that if we be in Christ, we are a new creature. See, old things pass away, behold, all things are new. And all, things, all those things are God who reconciled us. So we said we got two things here. Let's see how they work together here. Let's see how they work together. Let's go back to, to our, our scripture in Romans 5. And it says, verse 14, For until the law, sin was in the world. For until the law, sin was in the world. It said, but sin was not imputed 
when there's no law. So I said, oh, man, well, what's the purpose of the law then? I mean, he, he, he had the law, but people were sinning before the law. People were sinning right after Adam sinned. The first, the, the first his, his offspring, the first one sinned. So it, it was sinning going on all the time. But if you don't have a speed limit, you can go wherever you want to go. You can, because no, the, the policeman, he stopped, hey, why, why, why are you going 90? He says, well, straight away, and, and nobody's on both sides. I mean, uh, what am I doing wrong? If there's no signs, nowhere, he can't say anything. And so if there's no law, it's not, sin is not imputed to anybody until it got to the law, which when the law came, that's when, oh, now, now you know that this is sin, what you're doing. This is sin because the law says you can't do that. But until the law came, from Adam to that, there was no law. And, and so you have Adam. Adam can't say that. Adam can say, hey, I didn't have the law. Yes, you did. He had it verbally, didn't he? He had it verbally. So therefore, when God told him, therefore, sins appeared to him. Oh, man, it's, 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 it's awesome. Now, let, let's go a little further. Let's go to 14. Verse 14. Nevertheless, meaning that even though uh, sin was not imputed to anybody, nevertheless, death reigned from Adam until Moses. Well, how can death reign from Adam to Moses, meaning the law, when there's no law? How can you make me pay a sign, a fee for speeding when there was no speed limit? No law that says I got to go a certain amount of speed. So how are you going to tell me I got to, I got to pay a fine? Because that's what, that's what it's saying here. Is that even though, you see, nevertheless, there's no law between Adam and the law. There's nothing. And people sinning all the time, but it can't be imputed to them because there's no law to say so. But even though there is no law, they still, everybody died. Now, what did he say to Adam? He said, the day you eat of it, you're going to surely what? Die. That, 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 that's, that's, that's punishment, see? Because you condemn Adam. When you partake of this, this fruit, you're going to be condemned and you're going to die. But what, what, does, what does it have to do about us? Did you, were you back there with Adam and, and, and sin with him? Did you eat of the, of, the, of the fruit of the tree? No. Well, why did death then reign from, <laughs> from Adam to the law? When there's no law, why would people die? Why would people die? If they didn't sin, they, didn't, they, they did not 
hear God say, do not partake of this fruit, of this tree. But now, even if they did hear him, he wasn't talking to him, them, right? With no tree. No fruit. We, we don't have no tree. We're not in no garden. Why is it that we are dying then? I mean, do, do you know that we have um, undertakers and we have morticians, you know what they call them? They people dying all the time. Why? Well, they die. If there was a punishment, a condemnation for Adam, why are we being punished? You know? You, you think about it. Why, why are we punished? Why, why do you, why are you so concerned when you hear that somebody said, well, they had a heart attack? Oh. Did, did, did they survive it? No. They died. But this one had a heart attack. They survived. Why do you, why are we so concerned when somebody say, I was diagnosed diagnosed with cancer? Why why did everybody say, oh, that's a death sentence, you know, it's about, you know? Why? Because nobody wants to die. Well, why do you have to die if you didn't sin? If, if, If all of us now right here, in which we're not, was before the law. Why in the world would we die? Because dying was going on, wasn't it? Dying was going on. I said, okay, all right. Now let, let's, let's go a little further. See, let's go back to 14. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam until Moses, even over those who had not sinned. See? See, they hadn't sinned, but death still reigned. In the likeness of the offense of Adam, who is a type of him who was to come. So, Adam is a type of Jesus. Adam is a type of Jesus. I said, well, hmm, okay, Adam is a type of Jesus. What kind of type? You remember we talked about that when we talked about, uh, uh, I think it was Father's Day, we were talking about uh, that marriage is a type of parable. You know, you know, we talked about that. Well, Adam is a type of him who was to come, which is Jesus. So I said, well, how is that going to be? So let's go and look at, as we go down here, some of the, the type and shadows that he's talking about because we're going to compare Adam with Jesus, but from, not from a likeness standpoint, but from an opposite standpoint. Okay? That's what he's doing here in, in verse 15. But the free gift is not like the transgression. For if by the transgression of the one, the many died. Now, the transgression of who? Adam. The many died mean, mean that everybody who came after Adam. And it says, much more did the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abound to the many. Now, so 
when we look at that, we say, okay, Adam is a type of head. They call it, they, they, they call it, um, uh, in, in, in some circles, they'll call it a federal head, um, meaning that, that whatever happens to the head happens to everybody. Everybody. He, in other words, the federal head, he's going to speak for everybody. That's what he's going to do, speak for everybody. Like, like the president of the United States, or president of any country, uh, the leader of any country would say, okay, if he, if he says, okay, I'm going to sign this into law. He signs this, something into law. Everybody got to follow it because they are under the rule of that one president, you see. And so in, in this situation, when it says one man's sin entered into the world and death through sin, and so death spread to all men, everybody, everybody, in China, Russia, United States, I don't care where you are, every single person is born from Adam. Everybody. Everybody. And everybody is born into what we call it for? Sin. Why? Because Adam is a type of federal head that everybody that comes after Adam is, is, is born into sin. So, so a person like me who said when I was younger, I said, well, I haven't done anything wrong. I'm not a sinner. You know? See, I didn't have, I didn't have a wisdom. I, I didn't know that if I'm born, then Adam's sin who I, I, I never saw Adam, I never, nope, nope, this long time ago, I mean, is it still raining? Still, you, we're still being condemned every single, I don't care uh, who they are, they're not born saints. They're born sinners because of Adam's sin. So unfortunately, you know, uh, when you when when you give birth to a child, you know the first thing. But even before you you give birth, you need to be quoting scripture and praying over the child while they're in the womb, because you want to get them saved as soon as possible, don't you? As soon as possible, you want to get them saved, see? Okay, because we know that everybody who's born is born in what sin, you see? Born in sin. And that's what we want to do for our teenagers and young children. We want to, want to get them saved. That's what we want to do. Uh, because we want them to be with the Lord. So I said, well, this is interesting. But see, when it told me that, well, Jesus Christ, when grace came, then grace going to, it says, abound to the many. Okay. So now how do I get on that, that kind of grace and get from under Adam? I don't want him to be my head anymore. I don't want him to be my head. I want Jesus to be my head. Because there's life with Jesus, there's death with Adam. 
said, oh, okay. And that's why we read again, 2 Corinthians 5, uh, uh, 17 and 18, uh, for if, you, if anyone be in Christ, he's a new creation. He's a new creature. He's a new creature. And Jesus told Nicodemus that what? You have to be what? Born again. See, if, you, if we're born again, then what happens is that now we're new. We're new. Because all, everybody under the, that's born under the old creation, Adam, dies. Everybody who's born again, they have now in Christ. And Christ is alive. We'll see with heavenly, in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, the word says. We, we, we're going to live forever with him. Let's go a little further. Verse 16. The gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For the, the one, on the one hand, the judgment arose from one transgression resulting in condemnation, but on the other hand, the free gift arose from many transgressions resulting in justification. Now, so, so with Adam, he just did a one thing, that one transgression, it results in death for everybody. But see, when we go... And give our life to Jesus Christ, the law has already been in existence, and there's many sins. Many sins. I mean, we're just sinners, you know. Until we don't we don't have to sin anymore, but somebody somebody has to do something to get us out of this 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 prison we're in from Adam is that not only are we condemned because of what he did. But also we have a sin nature. And that's, you know, another issue about sanctification. So we know that Christ, I want to be with Christ because it's going to be a good thing here. And it, it just goes right down the list in like verse 17. For, for if by the transgression of the one death reign through the one, much more, much more, those who receive the abundance of grace and of their gift, gift of righteousness. And that, that gift of righteousness, see, Jesus Christ, he died on the cross for our sin. And it's, it's a free gift. See, free gift will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. When the person tells us, you know, talk to me, talk to me in a couple, three months, or a year, something like that, I got to get myself right. Then, you know, I'll give myself, I'll give my, my life to the Lord. I got to get right first. Because they know they, they, they're in sin, they might be doing some anything, you know. Uh, but they, they know they're in sin. And, and so, we can tell them, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me tell you the good news. The good news is that 
you don't have to get right. While you were in all sinning, God will accept you just like you are. Just like you are. You don't have to change anything. Huh? No, you don't have to change change anything, you know. I was thinking about robbing the bank tonight, you know. Well, if you give your life to Jesus Christ, you know, he'll change you. But you can't change yourself. It, it, we can't change ourselves because of Adam. Because what came through Adam to us, not only we're we going to die unless we're like Enoch, get taken away, or, you know, uh, We are going to die at some point in time unless he come back before the time. And, and, and what I want to do is say, well, I want justification. I want you, I want my children, I want my grandchildren to be, I want my great-grandchildren to be, I want my cousins, I want my nieces, nephews, I want all of them saved because they are sinning. I know some of them. They are sinning. But the thing is that they can accept Jesus Christ and he'll change them. He'll change them. You don't have to do nothing. He'll do it through you and for you through the power of the Holy Spirit. And some people think, so. well, uh, I don't know what kind of gospel you got, man. You gonna, he going to take you just as you are. You don't have to change. You don't have to do anything. Uh, I thought I had to get myself right or something. I got to do something. No, you don't have to do a thing. Because if you could, you wouldn't need Jesus Christ. Okay. So you can't do nothing. only thing you're going to do is, is keep going on sinning and keep going like you are. And if you... If so happen you die before you give your life to Jesus Christ, you're going to be in the pit. It's not going to be fun. And, and it, goes, it goes down there, uh, seven, 18, 19, 20, 21, uh, those verses, and it just tells us the difference, what what blessings come with Jesus Christ? What blessings come with Jesus Christ? He said, well, you know, the scriptures that said, you know, uh, sin increase, but grace abound much more. Well, see, well, well, it's, because, it's because Jesus, God, has put everything on the line. His only begotten Son, he's given us and Aren't you glad, aren't you glad that Adam sinned? You say, wait a minute. Why would I be glad that Adam sinned? Yeah. Suppose he hadn't. Suppose he hadn't. I wonder where would we be? And what would we be doing? Uh, you know, God, is because people ask, well, why would a good God uh, let Satan do all these things and let sin be in the world because he could stop it because they ask questions like that. Uh, God, why would a good God 
uh, let this happen to this person, this, this, all these kind of things. God is always uh, thinking about the best, working the best, because all things work together for good for those who love God called according to his purpose. So God has already set this up because we know it's from the foundation of the world. So he's already set this stuff up. And, and he said, isn't that great? That now you don't have to be like Adam even before he sinned because you would have fallen far short of where you are now. Just think about it. We're giving our life to Jesus Christ. What comes with that? My goodness gracious. We are heirs of God, joint heirs of Christ Jesus. What does Jesus own? Everything. Everything. You see? And we are joint heirs with, with him. He's our, he's our brother. You know? And we said, my, my goodness gracious, that never would have happened if, we just, if Adam would have sinned. God is working this stuff out. And God, we, got, we, we have to realize how good God is. See, that's, that's, that's what God is trying to do in this, just this portion of, of Romans, uh, how good God is. You don't even know how much you are blessed, will it take? Let me show you how much you are blessed. Look at what, what this Adam did, but look what, God, what Jesus did. Look what this Adam did. Look what Jesus did. Count out there. Look what Adam did. Well, look what Jesus did. It's nothing, nothing. Adam falls so short, the little transgression, the little death that, 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 that we all suffer, is nothing compared to all the grace and, the, and, and, and all the abundance of happiness that we have with Jesus Christ. And I said, well, gosh, I want to, I want to take that to some people because I know they're already thinking that they're okay. They're okay. And they're not okay. Some are thinking that I'll change, and then I'll get right, and then I'll get, get, I'll get my life with Christ. I said, no, 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 don't do, don't do that. Uh, Jesus Christ has something so good. So powerful, you know. Uh, we can we can tell people who are bound with anything. The people in, in, incarcerated, people who, uh, you know, uh, they might be on drugs, they might be in alcohol, they might be uh, in sexual sin, anything. Uh, they they are they are that way. But if they only knew that the best is out there for them, yeah. And, and, and they don't have to do nothing to change except give their life to Jesus Christ. That's all they had to do. And so uh, I said, God, to you be the glory. Only you could do that. Only you. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com. Contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.